The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, welcome along to another Big Rap Show podcast. How are you? Hope you are all keeping very well out there on podcast land. And what a busy week it's been. <sighs> yeah, we've got so much stuff to talk about. And if anything, I know a lot of people were expecting a certain kind of podcast this week. But, hmm, we've had a sudden change of plans. So, as you can guess already by the title of this week's podcast, you're going to know exactly what we're going to be talking about. And this is a topic that we've been holding off on talking about. And we wanted to bring it to you right now in the middle of the season to spark a bit of a debate. So, we're going to get to that later in the show. So, anyway, let's get to it. We've got a lot of listener mail to get through that we haven't addressed in previous podcasts so first of all thank you to everyone who's clicked on that download button thank you so much it really means a lot and also for clicking that subscribe button we are very aware uh, with each and every week we introduce more people to what we do so hello to all of our brand new listeners hello everyone and yeah if you are not already please do subscribe so you don't miss an episode so each and every week as we upload another podcast ding you'll get a notification to say yeah the Big Rab Show has uploaded another one. So I'm be kept up to date with all the latest and greatest in the piping world. Right. Let's get to it. Before we get through the piping news and the listener mail, we'll have to give a shout out to our patrons. Those people who have clicked that support button on our Patreon page it really does help so much. So a shout out has to go to LoneStarPiper.com and Brandon Moreno. You guys are awesome. Yes, you are. And if you are so inclined, you can help support the show. Go and visit our Patreon page. There are various little perks and little bits of extra content and stuff that is up there on our Patreon page. And uh, yeah, from as little as $1 a month even, yeah, you can get access to all this extra content and stuff. And yeah, through your support, it really does help everything that we do here on the show. It's very much appreciated. Plus, you can get your Rab Show merch as well. Head to thebigrabshow.com, get your t-shirts and hoodies and all of that good stuff. We'll get chatting about that later but let's get into it let's get into some listener mail shout out first of all has to go to patrick mcbride what about you patrick he's just saying hey rab loving the show mate i would like to order some t-shirts from you so we'll check out the website uh can we please have a shout out to jar jar uh was it jar jar picone there you go so that's a shout out to jar jar picone yeah yeah i have no idea who jar jar is and it's that i don't know yeah, shout out goes to them and to you, Patrick. Thanks so much for uh, emailing on. Now, we've also got a lot of emails from people telling me this is something that I should include on stuff that rap got drunk. Yeah, this is something that I got draft dreadfully wrong <laughs> on last week's podcast and maybe even the podcast before that. It's the pronunciation of Worcester Kilty. Yes, it's a very common mistake. However, I did check the pronunciation of this name with two or three other people in the UK piping scene and they all pronounced it the same way, which is terrible. So shout out goes to Chris Shepard. Cheers. (laughs) He's a piper with the City of Albany pipe band. I also received a good number of other emails. I think even the guys in the Chandler Rand podcast mentioned it this week. So thank you guys. Yes. I'm very, yeah, clued in in the pronunciation of this now. I am very aware that I've done it wrong. So this is stuff that I've got wrong. Brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, apologies to Worcester Kilty Pipe Band. And, uh, yeah, you are not Worcester, as I have been calling you. So apologies. But, hey, as Chris Shepard says in his email, I am able to pronounce bands such as Connectedy correctly. So, hey... Some I get right, some I get wrong. Hey, do you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, so apologies to Worcester Kilty Pipe Band. That is something that I get wrong. Uh, let me see. Looking at other emails, mostly all talking about, uh, mostly all talking about the judging podcast. I have to be honest. Looking through the series of emails, a lot of people 
with differing opinions saying, you know, borderline getting the tinfoil hat on and saying there's a whole conspiracy theory behind judging and all of that. Plus, some people believe that judges should actually, I don't know, have to go to some kind of a like a requalification every year. They have to sit in an exam every year to keep themselves qualified. Someone, now I don't, I can't remember where this email was. I've lost it now. Um, but someone suggested to the Rab Show that judges should actually sit in a hearing test. Now, it wasn't done in a joke fashion. I think the message was actually quite serious because someone actually suggested that given the age group of some of our judges that are out there in the piping world, clearly a lot of them are possibly in their 70s and 80s some of them did actually suggest some of them get an actual physical hearing test and was quite serious whenever i first read it i kind of laughed and thought that's kind of funny but then i read it again and they were being completely legitimate they said no this is an actual genuine request so mm, don't know (laughs) it maybe could be something we could consider i don't know um Anyway, yeah, we've got tons of listener mail this week, all about varying different topics and everything. A lot of suggestions, by the way, for topic of the week, and this is one of them. This has came through you guys from our listener mail from this past couple of weeks, especially when we were talking about conditions at the UK Championships and stuff. And yeah, this is what we're going to be talking about later on the podcast. So we'll get into all of that. But yes, please do keep your topic suggestions coming through to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. We really do love to hear from you, especially your voicemails. If anything, there's been a bit of a drought on voicemails. Nobody is sending them in to us. I don't know. Everyone wants to keep real quiet. But yeah, suffice to say, we really want to know your opinions on judging. We want to know your opinions on bass drumming. Uh, Because that's going to be another specialist podcast that we are nearly finished putting together, by the way. I have to say that. Uh, So, yeah. There are other podcasts that are in the works. Little special standalone podcasts that we're going to be putting together and releasing soon. That's to come. So... If there's anything you would like to hear us talk about on the podcast, even if you do think it is a controversial topic, don't worry. We'll no doubt we'll tackle it here on the show. Email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. We'd love to know your opinions and thoughts and yet we'll bring them here to the podcast. Now, I'm not reading all the, the emails and stuff to do with judging. That will come on the judging podcast because there are so many points of view coming across. And one thing I have to say on the whole judging topic is that this is not just a problem locally here in the UK. Now, whenever I talk about a problem, it's I don't know if it's necessarily a problem, but it's certainly a topic that's a great conversation in the piping world. And what we're doing is subjective. It's music and it's art. You know, one man's art is another man's trash, <laughs> or vice versa. One man's trash is another man's art. So I, everything is being so subjective But there seems to be one common thing that's running throughout the whole thread. And this is what I'm going to base the podcast on. Anyway, this is very boring, I'm sure. But we're in the works. We're putting this podcast together. I'm in the process of hopefully getting some interviews with some judges that are out there at the moment. Wanting to know their thoughts. And you guys, out there on the ground, I want you to email us in, please. We want to know your opinions on judging. Be they good, bad, ugly, terrible, or great. Let us know your experiences on judges or judging. There you go. Please do get in contact. Right. Let's fly on. I have to give a special plug to a bit of a special book release. Now this, I mentioned it on the Facebook live stream we've done there this week on the Big Rab Show uh, over on Facebook. And uh, yeah, this book is something special. And I did want to bring it to the podcast this week because it's been something that I haven't been able to put down. Now, this is one that I would really recommend for anyone who is either a complete beginner, a learner, or even an advanced player. Even if you're playing in the top flight, this book could still be invaluable. Because, Well, the book title, first of all, is called Practice Strategies That Cause Musical Improvement. Okay, it's authored by Stephanie Burns, PhD, and you can go on Amazon and all these different places where you can get books. Obviously, Amazon would be the main protocol, I think, for us internationally. You can go and get a copy of this book, Practice Strategies That Cause Musical Improvement. It's, yeah, this book is nothing short of amazing. It's written specifically with the piping world in mind. And, uh, yeah, it has been written with the help of Jack Lee, Stuart Little, 
uh, Jay Reed Maxwell, of course, and uh, Stephen McWhorter. So some of the best in the business are, are filled this book full of pearls of wisdom. Now, it's <laughs> I'm about halfway through, to be honest. I haven't finished it yet, so I'll hold my hands up. I'm about chapter three, chapter four, maybe. But this book is simply incredible. Um, if anything, what I take it from, from it is we all had that moment when we were learning. And you practice something, and no matter how hard and how often you practice something, it still ends up sounding like dog crap. No matter how much you would practice and practice and practice, your brain just doesn't seem to want to do it. And your hands are just like jelly. They just go, nah, not happening today. So this book is for when you hit that wall. So they look at all your practice strategies, they look at how you're tackling a particular piece or even a particular movement or rudiment or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. They look at how you approach that whole thing, break it down into component parts and make it so simple that, yeah, I am now re-practicing again, (laughs) if you know what I mean. Old stuff that I was always finding really difficult in drumming terms, I'm going back and looking at them again. Like I'm going to be talking to the drummers here in this case, but I'm talking about I am not the best at playing drags on my right hand. I can play them on my left hand until the cows come home, no problem at all. You give me a run of singles full of drags, I'll do my best to get them all on the left because I cannot get drags on my right hand. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just seem to have something there that stops me from doing it. So uh, in reading this book and listening to I'm oh, not listening, but reading what Stephen McWhorter and that has been putting in there what Reed Maxwell has added in there from a drumming point of view it really has made me think about how you practice how you break things down at component parts and all about memorization and everything like that it's just yeah an incredible read yeah I can't plug in enough because it's kind of got me involved back in practicing again and made me look at the whole process of practicing and if anything that may be a future podcast as well how do you practice You know, do you visit the woodshed every day and just sit and work on scales and GDEs and just mummy daddies all day? Or do you sit and blaze your way through hornpipes all day? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, practicing for every individual is completely different. And that's another thing I take from this book is that everyone is different. And there is a point where you just need to put the sticks down or the chanter down and walk away before they get thrown against the wall. (laughs) But yeah interesting stuff um practice i think is something that all of us should do probably more often than we do uh, than we are doing i suppose um but it's something that was very rarely talked about in the piping world and you know how do you actually practice properly how do you do it well to actually achieve goals so this book tells you how to do that and it's written from a pipe band world perspective again from jack lee stuart little Read Maxwell and Stephen McWhorter, some of the best in the business. Definitely worth checking out. It's, again, it's called Practice Strategies That Cause Musical Improvement. Go and check it out on Amazon. You can go and get it now. The author is Stephanie Burns, PhD. So shout out to Stephanie. And uh, So yeah, this book is definitely worth a look for those learners or anyone just looking to brush up on their skills at all. There you go. Right. Also, in piping news, I have to give a shout out to the good friends of the Rab Show podcast, uh, the Grace Note Vortex. <clears throat> There's been little rumours circulating around, well, I dare say it's not rumours anymore because they actually did post it on social media, that they have recorded episode 8. Oh, my word, was all sorts of excited. Now, as far as I'm aware, as soon as we're recording this podcast, it hasn't dropped yet. We haven't seen episode 8, so... Who knows? Whenever this podcast gets uploaded tonight, we may well have, we may well have episode eight of the Grace Note Vortex. So I will be waiting with bated breath. But if you haven't checked out the Grace Note Vortex yet, please do go and check them out. They're an awesome team of guys, and I really enjoy their take on the piping world. There's three of them, and they just sit and just talk as if you were just sitting chatting in a bar with your best mate, just chatting all about the piping world and what's happening. It's yeah, a really good listen. So shout out to the guys of the Grace Note Vortex. Can't wait for episode 8. It's on its way. Now, also, I have to give a shout out to the guys of another piping podcast. Of course, the guys of the Chanter Rand podcast. 
Hello, guys of the Chanter Rad Podcast. I have to say, congratulations to the Chanter Rad Podcast. Them guys uh, put something up on social media there just today, actually, as we're recording this, on the 27th of June, that they have reached over 10,000 downloads on their podcast on SoundCloud. So that's 10,035, to be precise. So congratulations, guys of the Chanterad Podcast. We are so stoked for you. And uh, yeah, I know Chanterad always kind of say, hashtag one of the six people who are watching. Uh, No, I can see clearly that there's not six people. There's maybe 6,000 people (laughs) listening every second. So yeah, congratulations on 10,000 downloads. That's a massive milestone. So, uh, yeah, well done to the guys of the Chanter Rad podcast. I'm sure you guys have seen me on the Rab Show live stream. I was wearing a Chanter Rad shirt, so, uh, yeah, I'm one of the six. I'm a bit of a fan of the Chanter Rad guys. So, yeah, if you haven't yet, again, that's another podcast recommendation. Go and check out the Chanter Rad podcast. Well worth a listen. However, parental advisory, <laughs> listener discretion is advised. Uh, some of the language and subject matter can be a little strong, so if you are easily offended... The guys do tell you at the start of every podcast that if you are easily offended, it may not be for you. So, yeah, you are warned, but I'm a bit of a fan. I love it, actually. I think it's a fantastic podcast. Right. Let's get into competition news, shall we? Yeah. Away from podcasting and books and all of that sort of stuff, let's get into the actual nitty-gritty of the piping world. Well, this past weekend, June the 23rd, of course, was Antrim. At the County Antrim and Newton Abbey Championships was held there in Castle Gardens in Antrim itself. Now, by all accounts, the grounds themselves in Castle Gardens, we've had quite a number of complaints about the grounds themselves in Antrim, saying that there was minimal parking available, which was kind of rubbish for people who were uh, disabled in any way and had limited mobility and things they had to actually park in a different car park across town and then bus it in and stuff now you can imagine if you're having to carry bass drums snare drums and pipe bags and capes and all of this sort of stuff on a bus as you can imagine a lot of people were not happy with this arrangement but hey it is what it is and it's what we had so (laughs) we just had to make do and looking at the grounds themselves castle gardens and Antrim are beautiful beautiful grounds big gardens all really well presented and everything if a little small. We had a number of reports on the ground saying that arenas were kind of packed together. A lot of people actually said that the drum major arena was kind of shoved in a wee back corner somewhere and was actually smaller than it was supposed to be. A lot of people actually mentioned on the show that the drum major arena was smaller than its, uh, than regulation size, apparently. So, yeah, we had that from a number of sources actually saying that the drum major seemed to be shoved in one corner and kind of forgotten about Hey. It is what it is. Castle Gardens in Antrim are just that. Castle Gardens. They're not a bespoke uh, competition ground. So mm, we, we do what we can with what we have, I suppose. So <clears throat> with that in mind, all the negative stuff aside, I think on the day itself, we had quite a good competition. Everybody on the ground reporting that conditions on the day were perfect, sun shone all day, and bands themselves were actually sounding really, really strong. Uh so let's go through your prizes. First of all, looking at grade 4B, our winner has, yeah, of course, again, Grancha. Congratulations, Grancha. Lifting two first places in piping and first in on drumming, first in ensemble as well. Straight across the board, first places, but notable result on the day had to go to Brushane. Brushane and District lifting second. So congratulations, Brushane. So there you go. That's your grade 4B again with Grancha. Grade 4A then winning again, McNeilstown. McNeilstown lifting it again. Not too bad at all, but shout out has to go to Rafo Ulster Scots who managed to lift the drumming. However, they finished in sixth place, so mm, well out of the prizes, unfortunately. But managing to lift the drumming title, not too bad at all. Congratulations, Rafo. On to grade 3B then. Drum roll, yeah, you guessed it, St Mary's Derry Trasna. <laughs> they won again, so lifted it quite convincingly with two first places and piping and a first ensemble. However, Major Sinclair managed to lift the drumming. Yes! So there you go. Congratulations. Uh, Major Sinclair lifting the drumming title. So St Mary's then lifting the top spot. Well done. On to grade 3A then. Marlacou. Marlacou lifted the top spot. They lifted it. And then the drumming actually went to the Quinn Memorial. Yeah, go on the Quinn. However, the Quinn finished 6th. They finished 6th out of the prizes. So yeah. If anything, on the day there was only 6 bands in the grade. So that meant they finished last. 
Ouch. So yeah, two sixth places in piping, which is not good. So that's last in piping, last in ensemble, but our first place in drumming. So hey, the drum, the drumming obviously seems to be doing really well there at the Quinn. So uh, yeah, heavy hard times at the Quinn Memorial, I'm afraid. Yeah, and they were one of our picks for 2018. Ah well, you never know. It's still early in the season, you know. We still have Euros to go and all of that. It's still early doors, so. Yeah, but yeah, shout out has to go to Marlacoon District, lifting the top spot there. Congratulations. On to grade two. Yep, you guessed it, Klaus Kelt. <laughs> Klaus Kelt, it's making my job easy. I don't even have to look at the results anymore. Klaus Kelt lifted the top spot there in grade two, as expected. Yeah, this sounded fantastic. So they lifted two first places in piping. However, they had a, f- a second in drumming because Ravara lifted the drumming. <laughs> Woo! There you go, Matthew Shaw and the guys there at Rivera lifting the drumming title. Congratulations, not a bad result at all. And so, yeah, Klaus Kelt getting a first in ensemble, two firsts in piping, but a second in drumming. Hmm, so there you go. And then bringing up then third place was Colm Kill. You had three grade two bands in there. So there you go, that was your grade two. Now, on to grade one. We had one band in there, we had the Police Service of Northern Ireland. There you go. So that was them, and that was the only grade one band on the day. Now, people were asking, should Klaus Kelt have played up in grade one? But, uh, no, they didn't. So there you go. People were asking, did they play up? Did they not? Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> they played in grade two. They won grade two, and that was enough to do them. So there you go. Right. Flying forward then. Let's look at the Euros. The big major championship this weekend. This is the third one of the season, which makes it all the more interesting we're rifling through this season so dang fast this year. It's just passing by in a blur. I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel the same. But, yes, this is the European Championship. It's going to be held on the 30th of June. Grant Park and Forest. Cannot wait for this. If anything, I'm gutted that I won't be there. Because this will be the last time the European Championships will happen in Forest. And I've been told by so many people that it's an amazing venue. And I'm gutted I can't go. Apparently, the UK Championships are up there with myself, personally, as being my favourite venue. But I've been told that Grant Park and Forest is up there as possibly one of the best ones as well. Having never been to it, I can't really pass comment on it. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I did have an opportunity to go. I think somebody offered me a spot on a bus and everything, and I was going to go and everything. But I got tied up, so, yeah, I just can't get to the Forest this weekend. So I'm gutted. So... Yeah, this is the last time we'll see the Euros in Forest, so all sorts of excited for this. But I'm all sorts of disappointed for this as well. I believe this is not going to be half the competition we thought it was going to be. Looking at the draw, it is exceedingly disappointing. Now, that is the words that I will use, and I've chosen them very carefully. uh, Because, yeah, a massive amount of bands are not making the journey. Now, be that from Northern Ireland, be it from the Republic of Ireland, or even from mainland UK, there's a lot of bands that just aren't making the trip. Now, that being said, there are some bands that are making a massive journey. Shout-out has to go to Scots uh, Scots College, I think, who are coming all the way from Australia. So, shout-out goes to you guys. You're going to be competing in the Novice B final. So, yeah, awesome. Also to Balagan or Balagan. They're making the journey, of course. So, yeah, what's not to love there? Just a lot of bands that you weren't expecting to make the journey, they are. A lot of bands that you would love to see there juking it out, and they're not... Let's look at it first of all. Starting with the Novice Juvenile A, you have seven bands in there. And then look at the Novice Juvenile B, including that guy, the band from Australia there. You have 12 bands there in total. So not bad turnout for the Novice Juvenile grades. Looking at grade 4B then, on the day, this is the first time I think this year we've actually had a qualifier event. We have 24 bands juking it out in grade 4B. So they had to split it. 12 bands in each grade. And, uh, yeah, if you finish in anywhere near a qualifying spot for either of those two qualifying groups, you've done well. Congratulations. Now, if I was to pick a band for Grade 4B, I honestly don't know. I cannot pick. My main pick, obviously, would have been Grancha. Grancha are doing insanely good here at the moment in the UK and Northern Ireland. But they're not going to Forest, so... Yeah, Grade 4B this weekend, honestly, is open to anyone. So, 
I can't pick anyone in Group 4B. I just wish you the best of luck. If you qualify, you deserve a pint in the beer tent. And if you lift a prize, you deserve two pints in the beer tent. There you go. You've heard it from me. Go and tell your pipe major. <laughs> On to Grade 4A then. We have 16 bands in Grade 4A coming to the Euros. And uh, yeah, again, zero bands coming from Ireland or Northern Ireland. So it's an all-Scottish affair. Uh, yeah, if I had to pick a band in this grade... I don't know, I have my eye on a few, mind you. Royal Borough of Stirling, actually, quite a good band, had a great run there at the last competition. Uh, Mayhill and District as well, sounded pretty good. Is that Perth and District as well? Elgin and Williamwood, don't forget it, Williamwood. So many good bands in there in Grade 4A. Again, it's wide open, considering that they don't have the competition making the journey from Northern Ireland. Or Ireland in general. Grade 4A is wide open. So, yeah. Again, if you lift a prize in Grade 4A, well done. You've managed to come top of the field of 16. Looking at the juvenile grade, you have six bands in the grade. Yeah, all local bands from Scotland. So, there. Well done. I'm looking forward to hearing all of those. Uh, Looking at Grade 3B, then. This is where the disappointment starts to creep in. Grade 3B, you have eight bands. And this is supposed to be a major championship. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So for a major championship in Grade 3B, you have eight bands. Now I know possibly you guys in the States or Canada or all of that, and you're saying, eight bands in 3B, that's huge. Uh, yeah, it is, I suppose. But whenever you compare it to other major championships we have in the calendar, it's pretty small. It's Yeah, so eight bands in there. I really don't know. Looking at Grade 3B then, it does appear to be wide open. Uh, I had a good a chance to listen to Denning and Donny Pace there at the UK's. Sounded quite good actually. Johnstone Pipe Band as well, obviously sounded really, really sharp. Along with Turrifin District, yeah, possible Dark Horses. So yeah, Grade 3B again, going to be wide open this weekend. It's going to be interesting again, considering they're not going to have that Irish uh, contingent in there joking it out. On to grade 3A then, we have 12 bands in there. Looking at it again, yeah, with zero competition coming across from Ireland or Northern Ireland, it's going to be an all-Scottish affair. So looking in there, of course, the favourite has to be Royal Borough of Annan. Those guys are playing out of their skin at the minute. So yeah, shout-out goes to you guys. I have to say, though, uh, possible dark horses could be the 2622 Highland Squadron or even the Highlanders for Scots, both those two bands are both sounding really strong at the moment, along with Port Leithen and District. Really strong. So I don't know. Royal Borough of Annan may not have it all their own way because these bands are up and coming and they are hungry, clearly. Uh, but not forgetting the Vale of Athol have a grade 3A band in there as well. And I managed to hear uh, a little bit of them in the final tuning park at the UK's. Sounding quite sharp as well. Really good. I actually really enjoyed their drum corps as well. So shout out to you guys. Uh, so yeah, Royal Borough of Annan would be my pick for grade 3A. But there could be other ones to nip into that top spot. So we'll, we'll, we will be watching with interest. Let's just say that. Okay, on to grade 2 then. Possibly the most interesting grade on the day. And there's 10. 10 bands. I'll let that sink in. This is grade 2. And a major championship. And there's 10 bands. Ouch. I think is the word I would use to sum it up. Let's read through them briefly. We have Royal Borough Sterling. We have the Isle of Islay in there. We have Bucksburn and District. We have Balagan from Denmark. You have Grampian Police. You have Mackenzie Caledonian. Scottish Fire and Rescue. You have City of Discovery. Wallastone and District. And Kloss Kilt. Now, I have it on good authority. I was doing the live stream on the Rab Show there last night. And yeah, I was told by a good number of Klaus Kelt members that the Klaus Kelt band won't actually be there. They're entered, but they're not going. So no Klaus Kelt this weekend. As disappointing as that is, it would have been great to see Klaus Kelt juking it out and trying to fight for that top spot. <sighs> yeah, it kind of, yeah, it's going with how every other grade is going. So by the looks of things, from grade two down, there is zero bands coming from Ireland or Northern Ireland at all. So zero Irish competition heading over uh, from Grade 2 downwards. So my pick for Grade 2 on the day, of course, would have to be Mackenzie Caledonia. Those guys are on a roll at the moment. So yeah, of course, following their UK Championship win, uh, yeah, they're going to hit the ground running when it comes to the Euros. And I think listening to them in the UKs and watched all the video recordings and everything, Mackenzie has to be my pick uh, 
for the UK or the Euros this weekend. <laughs> the UK, what am I at? Um, but yeah, I want to wish everyone there in Grade Two the very best of luck. With only ten bands being in the grade and not having any Irish competition in there, the whole thing is wide open. So you don't have the likes of Ravara, uh, Colin Kill in there, or Klaus Kelp, even the guys that are just steamrolling things here in Northern Ireland at the moment. So yeah, best of luck, everyone. He's going to be competing in Grade Two again. If you do finish in that top five spot, you deserve a pint in the beer tent. Right, on to grade one then, on the day for our European Championships 2018, you've got 15 bands. Ooh, and that's a major championship. I don't know. Yeah, 15 grade one bands in there. Ouch. But let's look at it. Okay, we have Police Scotland Fife. Uh, first of all, we have Shots and Dykehead. You have Buck and Peterson, you have Denny and Donny Pace, Glen Eagles, of course, Vale of Athol and Scottish Power, Inverary, Field Marshal. So Field Marshal are making the journey. There we go. Johnstone, uh, the Glasgow Sky Association, St. Lawrence. Happy day. St. Lawrence are making the trip. And the Police uh, Service of Northern Ireland. So they're going. So you have got some Irish and Northern Irish bands in there. So, yeah, uh, you have People's Ford, Bog and Bathgate, and you have Glasgow Police and Loman and Clyde. So there you go. So that makes up your grade one. So interesting to see that the Irish contingent actually goes over yeah, to fight out for grade one. So there you go. So, yeah, someone's catching a ferry. <laughs> so, but, hey, you know, it's understandable. The amount of people I've spoken to asking them, are you going to Forest? And so many people are saying no because of A, B, C, D, E. They give me so many different reasons of why they can't go. And every one of them is understandable. You know, travel for bands is expensive. Forest is not exactly central. It's not exactly, you know, close to any transport links or anything like that. Sure, you could fly into Glasgow and then bus it up. Or maybe bus, or fly to Edinburgh and, you know, bus it from there or whatever. Or get a ferry and then you're driving for I don't know how long until you get there. But... Suffice to say, Forest is a bit of a trek for a lot of bands to get there, even for Scottish bands to get there. So, I don't know. Perhaps this is the la- perhaps this is the reason why this is the last time it's going to be in Forest. Maybe they're going to be moving us elsewhere. Now, there's been rumours. I haven't heard it confirmed on black and white yet that they'll be moving the European Championships to. Um, Inverness, I think it was. I had it reported to me. Inverness was possibly uh, on the cards for the Euros. Um, but again, I haven't had that confirmed in black and white yet. It hasn't been announced anywhere. But um, yeah, who knows where it will be next year. But rumours are that it will be Inverness. Let's look, first of all, at Grade 1. What will our predictions be? Looking at Grade 1 this weekend, as far as I'm aware, it's going to be a medley competition. For me, it's going to be really interesting to hear what medleys are drawn on the line now this is the second time we've had a medley competition this year and so far this year uh, especially talking from a field marshal montgomery perspective we've already heard the medley that they've played before the one with the big fred morrison set at the end as i like to call it my dancing set and uh, so yeah field marshal have yet to play their number two medley a lot of bands are also in the same spot they've you know already drawn one here's hoping that they can draw their other medley set and have a run at it before the world's so, yeah, I'll be really interested to listen to the medley selections this weekend. For those of you who are interested, you can listen along with the rest of us because that's been the number one question that's been reaching us on social media and the Rab Show. Will you be live streaming from Forest? And the answer is yes. <laughs> of course we will. I've been telling you all along. Every competition this season, we have you covered. We will be live streaming everything that we possibly can point a camera at. So, yeah, we will be live streaming live streaming everything from Grade 1 on the day at Forest. From the first band to the last band, and then your all-important results. So, yeah, if you are interested in catching everything that's going to be happening at the European Championships this weekend, tune in to The Big Rab Show on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, give a shout-out to Stephen from the Grace No Vortex, who has stepped in to the rescue, and he will be live-streaming for us on the day. So thank you, Stephen. Grant. So with that in mind, I think it will be 100% down to tune selection. And there will be some new medleys in there that we haven't heard before, which will make it all the more interesting from a spectator's point of view. We all know at the moment that Scottish Power have a medley in there that is capable of winning championships. We've heard it. It's kind of incredible. (laughs) We can see now that Scottish Power are a force to be reckoned with with that particular medley. But will they draw again this weekend? 
you know, will they pull that number out of the bag? And hey, here we go. Here's our here's our amazing medley. Who knows? This weekend is going to be incredibly interesting because looking at the major championships so far, we've had two majors, we've had two different winners. We've had Scottish Power and now St. Lawrence Atul. Looking at this one, are we going to get a third winner? Are we going to get a third winner? Don't know. I have to say, though, Inverary and Field Marshal have not had things all their own way, as we had expected. Both Field Marshal and Inverary were playing a game of ping-pong or tennis or whatever you want to call it, but it was backwards and forwards all season last year, you know, and it was a two-horse race to see who was eventually going to lift the top spot. This year has been so interesting uh, with regards to results and placings, tune selections, everything has been so fascinating this year for Grade 1. It's actually turned out to be more interesting than I thought it would be. I've been talking all about Grade 2, saying that that's where all the action is, and uh, yeah, it is where all the action is. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but yeah, Grade 1 has turned out to be something... Kind of interesting to watch. Anyway, my pick for grade one this weekend. I would love to see a different winner in there. If anything, I would love to put the cat amongst the pigeons and put another dark horse in there. I would love to see Inverary in there or I would love to see Field Marshal, someone of the big two big guns in there to lift the top spot. But I have to say, there's a band in there that has been sneaking very quietly, and I think actually Andy on the Chanderand podcast mentioned this on the, his podcast last week. Police Scotland Fife have been really strong this last while, especially this upcoming season for Police Scotland Fife. They have been gradually improving week on week, so they are a band that could be worth watching. Especially when it comes to medley selections, I actually really enjoy Police Scotland Fife's medley from last year's. Uh, with world championships that's one of my favorites that i love playing on the radio show police scotland fife i kind of know them as being a medley band this weekend could be a good weekend for them who knows it could be anyone's now not to count out of course st lawrence tool coming off the back of their uk championship win they're going to want to keep that ball rolling and uh, so clearly they are sounding very strong at the moment so you can't take it away from them but uh yeah for me, as a spectator, I would love to see another winner in there. So we'll have three majors, three different winners. It would just make the season all the more interesting and loads for us to talk about. Anyway, I'd love to know your predictions. If you do want to uh, email us predictions and stuff like that, you can do. Please email us in. We'd love to know your opinion. Show at gmail.com. So that's your European Championships, a bit of preview. Now, yeah, we were going to dedicate the whole episode this week to a European Championships preview. But we changed our mind because the draw was so small. Basically, that was it. Because the draw is so small. And uh, yeah, we didn't feel that there was enough to talk about. (laughs) Anyway, so we'll fly on. Best of luck everyone who's going to the Euros this weekend and for us. We want to wish you the very best of luck. Uh, now, some people have been messaging and asking for a shout out on the podcast. Uh, one such person is uh, Luke Stanley Ryan. What about you, Luke? And happy birthday to you as well. Happy birthday, Luke. And uh, Luke actually sent us a video of him playing pipe tunes on the piano, so which was quite interesting. So we managed to share that out on the Rab Show Facebook page. If you are so inclined and you wish to send us a video clip or anything like that, you can do. You can send us a quick message or even a shout out or all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, a lot of people have done so far. So let's get to it. Uh, let me see. Shout out to my band at St. Colum Kill, USA, who will be competing for the first time in over 70 years of existence at the All-Irelands. Excellent. Feeling a grade 4B and a grade 3B, I personally will be taking part in the grade 4B. So shout out. It's my first time in Ireland. Sure to be a grand experience. And that came from Kevin Murphy. Kevin! You are a legend, my friend. Looking forward to seeing you guys whenever you come over here for the All-Ireland. And uh, yeah, I hope to run into you, hopefully, with a bit of luck. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Let me see. Give Perth Metro a shout, please, Rab. (laughs) Awesome. So let me see. Also, uh, can you please tell me about those two rockets, Fusco and Josh, on your podcast? I'm I'm addicted now. I don't know whether to love them or hate them. But I must at least like them as I have to listen to everyone. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Every one of the podcasts now. So there you go. Uh, who's that from, actually? Garth Waddle. Keep up the good work and hopefully get to say hello to the world from Perth. 
Awesome sauce. There you go. So, yeah. Do you know what? As much as I love the guys at the Channel Rab podcast, I do get <laughs> drowned in podcasts sometimes. I listen to so many of them. But, yeah, definitely, if you're a piping fan at all, you're listening to yourselves, check out Grace No Vortex. You also have to check out Chandaran as well. Uh, let me see. Patrick McBride. Again, I've already mentioned this. Shout out to Jar Jar uh, Pacone, uh, I think, uh, in New York. There you go. That's where I'm from. Uh, so shout out to my trucking mate, Jason, down under in Australia. Cheers, Rab. And that's from Andrew Dye. There you go. Ah, Jason. What about you, sir? Jason tunes in religiously to all of our big rab shows. Yeah, so shout out Jason. Jason Blake, actually. So, yeah, shout out to you down under, my friend. Hope you're listening to the podcast. And also, Josh McEachern, of course, of the Chandler Rab podcast. He has asked for a shout out. So shout out to my buddy Rab, and that's me. Yeah, the final little bit of uh, piping news. Josh has just said it in his comment here, so that's kind of a beautiful segue, Josh. Thank you. He says, shout out to my buddy Rab on his new gig at the BBC. <laughs> yes. Aye. A little bit of piping news dropped not too long ago that me, Rab, the guy you're listening to right now, I'm getting a job on the BBC. National radio station here in Northern Ireland. I'm getting a job on BBC Radio Ulster. I'll be helping to present a magazine show, a brand new magazine show, all about Ulster Scots language and culture and music and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's called Kintra. K-I-N-T-R-A. If you are interested in listening to see what I'll be up to on the BBC, you can do. Just go into Google and type in BBC Radio Ulster and then look for the radio show Kintra. K-I-N-T-R-A. This uh, first show on BBC Radio Ulster will be released, uh, when does it go to air? The 1st of July. Yep, yeah, so I'm just reading this here. 1st of July, it's going to be 6pm UK time on BBC Radio Ulster. And uh, yeah, it's going to be featuring me. I'll be on there. Now, if anything, to give a little bit of a personal <laughs> account of this, this has all came as a massive shock to me to be even considered to be working on BBC Radio Ulster. It's something that I've honestly never even thought was going to happen in any of my wildest dreams. Um, but here it is. I have been asked, can I come on and be a part of the team? And it is simply awesome. I'm having the best time. It's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But, man, am I having the best time. I, I cannot wait until show number one of Kentra hits the air of BBC Radio Ulster. And, uh, yeah, just to hear the voice going out over the airwaves nationally and internationally, thanks to BBC, I cannot wait. It'll be really, really interesting. Uh, so, as the weeks and months and years, hopefully, roll on, yeah, Big Rab, myself, will be on BBC Radio Ulster. Yeah, as well as here on the Big Rab Show podcast, of course. And... Yeah, on Fuse FM Balamoni, doing my two hours of Big Rab Show with two hours worth of piping goodness. Plus, I'll be doing this show on BBC every week, plus this podcast every week. <laughs> yeah, as you can imagine, there's a serious amount of work involved. And uh, yeah, do not worry, I will not be neglecting you guys, the podcast listeners. You guys have been there from episode one. I am not going anywhere. Don't panic. I will just be... Working my fingers to the bone now. <laughs> Trying my best to cover everything from the piping world as best I can, as well as bringing stuff uh, to here in the podcast, as well as being a part of this amazing team up in the BBC. So I will be doing what I can, when I can. So, yeah, that's it. If you are interested, go and Google it. BBC Radio Ulster Kintra. K-I-N-T-R-A is the title of the show. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll probably share a link or two out on the Big Rap Show Facebook page and Twitter and all that sort of stuff. So if you are interested in listening to our little magazine show and uh, get to hear about it, a little bit of Ulster Scots culture and language and music and all of that sort of stuff, then, yeah, you can tune in and listen to what I'm up to on the BBC. So thank you, Josh. Much appreciated. And, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of well wishes from a lot of people in the piping world. I am chuffed to bits to be a part of this. And, uh, yeah, it is kind of awesome <laughs> to, to be honest it is something i didn't think would ever happen and here it is anyway can't wait it's gonna be july 1st so get yourself tuned in to bbc radio ulster if you can okay that's it for all the piping news and all that good stuff time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea time for the topic of the week lonestarpiper.com the little pipe and drum supply in the heart of texas 
proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and Highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hello, this is Scott Wood and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Pipe Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Loud Pipes Visual Media is your dedicated resource for coverage of pipe bands from Northern Ireland. Loud Pipes Visual Media specialises in both photography and videography so you don't only get to see the fantastic spectacle of piping and drumming but you also get to hear it too. Loud Pipes Visual Media is always very keen to promote bands from Northern Ireland so if you or your band has an event or you would like a specific photograph or video taken please get in touch with Loud Pipes Visual Media on their Facebook page or contact Barbara on 07719231402 Yes indeed, that was a shout out to our patrons there those guys who's clicked that support button on our Patreon page, thank you so much it really does help everything that we do here on the Rab Show, it helps with uh, you know, our mobile data and stuff when it comes to live streaming at events, it helps with travel, it helps with uh, just everything that comes along with producing all of this that we do on the Rab Show. So thank you so much. If you do want to help support what we do, you can go and visit our Patreon page. And uh, yeah, you can go and click that support button there. And there's all sorts of extra content and stuff. Go and check it out. It's up on Patreon there. So yeah, you do get a bit of bang for your buck, as they say. Uh, you do get something in return. Also, you can go and check out thebigrabshow.com. Go and check out our shop because, yeah, we have all our merch up there. You know, we have T-shirts and hoodies and all that good stuff up there. So if you are interested and you would like to support the show and, yeah, you would like to rock some Rab Show merch ahead of the worlds, go and get yours now. I have to say, um, actually, as far as the Rab Show merch is concerned, uh, we are going to be accepting orders, I think, to the end of next week, possibly, to guarantee delivery by the World Championships. So if you are wanting to wear your Rab Show merch at the World Championships or even at a, at a World Championship party, then please get your orders in as soon as possible. Try and get them in before the end of next week so then I can guarantee that they'll be printed and delivered on time. So I'll just put that out there. If you are interested in getting your Rab Show merch before Worlds, get your orders in before the end of next week. There you go. <laughs> it's a public service announcement. Care of Rab. <laughs> right, okay. Let's get to it. You clicked on this podcast for a reason, and it's in the title. Are we ready for an indoor major? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, this was <clears throat> excuse me, this was a topic on another podcast many, many moons ago. I don't know if you guys actually managed to listen to it back in the day, but there was a podcast called The Beer Tent. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of you guys actually remember it or not, but I certainly do. And it was one of my main influences in getting involved in the the world of radio and podcasting in general. The Beer Tent podcast was three guys from Tucson and District Pipe Band, and they sat around and gave the world of pipe band from the lower grade perspective. And that's how they viewed it. I think you can actually still go and find the podcast. The episodes are still up there. And uh, yeah, you get to hear some very... Very early Big Rab, uh, given like uh, world reports and stuff, pretty cringeworthy. Um, <clears throat> I think it was maybe back, I can't even remember, it was 2005 now maybe? Something like that, it was a long time ago. Um, I don't even know, maybe it wasn't that far back, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, the Beer Tent Podcast. They talked about this on their own podcast and it's a topic that still keeps coming up to this day, even with ourselves and the Rab Show. Because at the UK Championships, we were talking about it in last week's podcast about conditions being absolutely terrible. And they were. 
Now, on this particular occasion, it was really thundery. Thunder and showers and just rain that was going sideways. It just oh, it was coming down in bucketfuls. It was ridiculous. However, later in the day, the sun was splitting the stones. It was ridiculously hot. Like, the temperatures were up in the maybe the 25 degrees Celsius, whatever that is, in Fahrenheit. So, really incredible, difficult day for bands to set sound. Bands that I went played and earlier in the day had to struggle with the rain and ended up getting soaked and their instruments all just wrecked. And then later in the day, bands were really struggling to find sound and were struggling with, you know, the conditions of the heat. So you had two different climates in one day. <laughs> Which is not not unusual for Northern Ireland, I have to say. We have pretty inclement weather. And if you're not happy with the weather, wait five minutes and it'll change. Do you know what I mean? Uh, So I am very aware that battling with the elements is something that us in the band world are kind of well used to. Probably more so here in the UK because our weather is more changeable. Whenever I hear about competitions that are held abroad, especially in the likes of Australia and New Zealand, or possibly even there in the States as well, when you look at the likes of, you know, Arizona, you know, even Las Vegas and Chicago and places like that, where you're almost guaranteed that the weather is going to be hot you know, hot, warm, humid, that's the conditions you have and that's it. You're not going to be struggling with rain, freezing cold temperatures and possibly even blowing a gale as well. <laughs> gale force winds. So, yeah, the argument has came forward quite a number of times. Can we have a major championships in an indoor setting? Now, whenever you're saying that, how do we hold a large event? Let's take the Worlds, for example. Right, The World Pipe Band Championships, as we all know, are just huge. It's massive. If you've ever been to the World Championships, you know what I'm talking about. The venue at Glasgow Green is just packed to the gills. If anything, people have complained before that perhaps the venue itself is too small because of the sheer volume of people in one space. But it is simply amazing. Now, imagine trying to capture all of that, all of the vendors, all the final tuning areas, all of your different arenas for your different grades, uh, all of that, pack it into a stadium somewhere. I honestly don't think, in my heart of hearts, that you could do it. I, I don't know. I honestly don't think it would work. As soon as you were to put a roof over it, Yes, I can see the argument. You will completely eliminate the variables as far as the conditions are concerned. You play indoors, you'll have no sun, no rain, no wind, none of that nonsense. All you'll have to do is concentrate on your performance. You're not battling with conditions on the day. You just simply do what you've been doing in your practice hall. Now that I can understand. That's the argument behind it, the reasoning behind it, why you should do it. But whether it will work... In practice, don't know. Honestly can't see a event of any size and scale being able to be pulled off inside a large venue such as a stadium. Now don't get me wrong, some football grounds, some soccer stadiums, some you know big live concert venues and stuff, things like that. Like over here in Ireland we have the likes of Croke Park. Croke Park we have the Aviva Stadium uh, and Belfast of the SSE Arena. Places like that, big arenas, big massive places like this. Again, if you were to fill that with a pipe band competition, I think, number one, the noise would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> because the acoustics the acoustics of that of any of those big stadium venues that I've been to the echo just goes on for days so you imagine going in there with a drum corps of like 10 or 12 snare drummers and 20 30 pipers what's that going to sound like the judge won't be able to hear anything the sound will be bouncing off the ceiling off the walls off the floor bouncing off everywhere the acoustics I don't think in arenas are well suited for a pipe band that's my argument. Yeah, another one would be, where would you put your final tuning area? Because, yeah, in a major stadium and all the rest, you would have maybe room for one ring, maybe two, with grandstand seating around it. So maybe at one end of the stadium you have grade one, at the other end of the stadium you have grade two. It's all under one big dome of a roof. And then two grades playing at the same time, the sound bouncing off the walls, they both be interfering with each other. You won't be able to really hear what's going on on either ring. Plus, bands are trying to tune up as well. 
before they hit the line. So where do they go? Do they go into the changing rooms? <laughs> you know, do they go into the front lobby where people come in and pay their tickets? Uh, or do they stand in the staircase or something? I don't know. See, the whole practicality of this is lost on me. I really can't see how we could physically hold a big pipe band competition such as a major championship here in the UK, how we could hold it indoors. Now, that's my opinion. (laughs) I also hold a very strong opinion on bagpipes being played indoors that is not very popular with a lot of people and has lost me a lot of friends throughout the years. And mm, it's controversial. I honestly think, okay, I'm going to say it, right? And you guys are all going to be all sorts of disagreeing with me. I honestly think that bagpipes and pipe bands are not designed to be played indoors. Okay? So whenever we have indoor competitions, such as solo competitions, even indoor mini-band competitions and things like that that we get running up to the start of the season, sometimes it can make for some uncomfortable listening. Just because of the sheer amount of decibels that are being bounced around inside a small room. Sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable. And hence the reason why we had a podcast on ear protection. Because sometimes when you're practicing indoors, even yourself in the house, you're thinking, this is kind of ringing my ears a bit. So yeah, essentially, in my opinion, bagpipes are an outdoor instrument. Especially the Great Highland Pipe. Because those things are loud. No matter what you're going to do to them, they're loud. <laughs> okay? So bringing them to an indoor competition arena, already you're on a losing streak. Because, yeah, just from a sheer listening pleasure point of view, you're having to cut through the volume before you can listen to the actual music. That's my opinion. I have had so many fights with people over this telling me that I'm wrong. I'm quite happy for you to tell me that I'm wrong, however. So this could be stuff that Rob got wrong. This could be stuff that I got wrong. But, yeah, when people argue the point, oh, you could hold the European Championships inside, like, Manchester United Football Stadium or something. Put the, I don't know if that has a riff or not. So I don't really follow soccer. But, yeah. You know, does it have a roof over it or whatever? Is it large enough to hold a competition? It could well be big enough, but whether the practicality of it would actually work, I don't know. Looking at it from a spectator point of view, it could also be a negative. Because if they're going to have the arena on the grass, if they're going to have the, the rings on the grass, I mean, on the pitch, right? And then they have everyone sitting in the grandstand seating. I've been in some of those stadiums even for, you know, for soccer games, football games. And sometimes you're way up in the nosebleeds, you know, and you see nothing. <laughs> I paid 40-odd quid for a ticket to watch ants run about a field. Yeah, sometimes you can be way up in the gods. So, yeah, if you're there as a spectator and you wanted to get a seat to go and see Grade 1, are you really going to see Grade 1 if it's going to be held inside one of these big arenas? <laughs> Don't know. Anyway, so that's my argument. I honestly don't think that we could hold a large-scale, big, major championship in an indoor arena. I just don't think it would work. However, I am very aware we do have a lot of championships, a lot of competitions that are held indoors. And um, again, I would argue that the acoustics on these are not perfect. It doesn't make for some easy listening at times. Like I said, you have to cut through the volume before you can listen to the music sometimes it can be a difficult listen i don't know it's my opinion it is subjective and i would love to know your opinion now the counter argument to everything that i am just saying is that it would best suit bands who are not kind of au fait or not up to speed with battling with conditions now us here in the uk we are very kind of clued in we're very aware what to do on a rainy day say it's pelting down with rain we know exactly what to do with our pipes on that day we know how long it takes to get your tone right we know how long it takes you have to blow them before they even get going before you set sound before you have to head into the ring we can judge it looking at the clouds even is it going to rain should i bring the pipes out now should i wait Mm, you know what i mean it's a guessing game That's the guessing part, but we're also very sure of how to set sound in terrible weather. 
there are bands out there that I am very aware are not aware of how to set sound in bad weather. And one thing I would say is less is more. (laughs) Is the one piece of advice I would give for international bands coming over to ourselves in a rainy climate. Less is more. Now, you may want to know why. Yeah, keep your pipes in the box. Keep your drums in the cases. Don't take them out. Wait until maybe half an hour, 45 minutes maximum before you're about to play. Now, a lot of people freak out at that and go, what? Are you serious? Yeah, deadly serious. It's happened so many times before that I have played in bands in all grades from grade 4B to grade 1 where they have just waited until last minute to bring the pipes out of the box, especially if it's lash them down with rain. Keep them in the box. Keep your instrument dry. Keep it out of the rain, especially for drums as well. It really affects the pitch of drums because it could just drop like a stone as soon as rain gets in there. Um, so, yeah, my experience has been leave it to maybe half an hour before you hit the hit the line, blow a tune or two, a couple of wee road sets, set your drones, play another tune, maybe half a medley set, set your chanters. By this time, the drummers are kind of got the hands moving already, so you've had a good 20 minutes, half an hour worth of practice before you hit the line. Boom, hands are moving, we're all fine, the tone is set, hopefully not warbling too much in the rain. Yeah. So essentially all your work should already be done in the practice hall before you hit the grass anyway on the Saturday. So essentially, why take them out of the box or the pipe case or whatever? And why blow them for two and a half hours in the lashing rain and expect things to get better? That's a piece of advice. I don't know. There you go. What do I know? I don't set sound on bands. <laughs> it's just just talking from experience. But yeah, if you want to eliminate that factor altogether with setting sound in inclement conditions then yeah have it indoors that's been the big argument i think it was talked about way back then 2005 maybe 2006 or something simon fraser university pipe band went over to the worlds and they got absolutely washed out now it was terrible to watch it was completely cringeworthy it was so bad everyone felt so bad for the band they were the only band on the day that got rained on it just seemed to be a five minute window and all hell broke loose it was just it was insane like i remember seeing judges standing inside the tents they didn't even venture outside the tents you know the wee tents they have around the reading they didn't even venture out of those because the rain was bouncing off the ground so hard it was ridiculous i think even in the the bbc uh, tv program because they didn't have live streaming at that time the tv program at that time said you know (laughs) how can you play in conditions like this so it was insane. So I think from then there has always been an argument that Simon Fraser University had spent so much money, time and effort to be there and produce what they could on the day, only to be lashed on by an act of God, if you want. You know, all of that work, all of that money for the space of five minutes and the heavens opened. Do you know what I mean? So the argument was, ah, this is a travesty. These people did not get a fair shout. It's not fair. You know, they got rained on and everybody else got sunshine. It's terrible. You know, they should be able to play again. Or you should cut out all the weather altogether. Bring it all indoors. All of that. You know, maybe just hold grade one indoors and let the rest of them all play out in the rain. (laughs) Believe it or not, that was the suggestion. Uh, So, yeah. I don't know, all sorts of crazy notions at that time, talking about how we could try and eliminate the weather. But, yeah, the number one thing that kept coming back from everyone in the piping world is that it's, you know, it rains on grade 1, it rains on grade 4B. Everyone is in the same boat. We all struggle with the same conditions. We all learn how to deal with the conditions. And as I said, for me, the bagpipes are an outdoor instrument. And uh, yeah, they're designed to be played outdoors in all weathers. So yeah, we're not all sunny weather pipers, although we may like to be. So (laughs) yeah, it is, as much as I hate to say it, it's a cliche, I know. But it's part of the game. It is part of being in pipe bands, learning how to play with the conditions. Are you playing in really hot and arid conditions that are dry and it's really difficult to set a tone? Or is it really humid and the water's hanging in the air and you can't keep instruments dry and tone is dropping and 
all of that there and drummers heads are popping you can't find tone at all snares just won't be snares no matter how loose or how tight you set them they just sound like a bucket so yeah so many problems and again so many different ways of tackling it and it's all part of the wonderful game that we call piping and drumming that's my opinion I'm sure there's quite a lot of strong opinions on the topic and I will love to hear all about them. <laughs> Email me in bigrabshow at gmail.com. What are your thoughts? Do you think that we could hold a big major championship such as the Euros, the UKs, even the Worlds? Could we hold it in an indoor setting? Let me know your thoughts. Email me in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Also, if you have any experience as well of playing in the sunshine or the lashing rain and thinking that you've lost and then actually it turned out you won. So, yeah, that's happened quite a number of times too. Anyway, I would love to know your opinions. Right, definitely get yourselves onto thebigrabshow.com. Get yourself some Rab Show merch. As I've said, try and get your orders in by the end of next week, if possible, to guarantee delivery before the World Championships. There you go. You've heard it from me first. And uh, yeah, if you are interested in everything that's going to be happening at the European Championships this weekend, uh, the next big major in the season, get yourselves onto the Rab Show Facebook page where we will be live streaming as much as we can. We will guarantee we will live stream all of Grade 1 plus the results. That's what we've planned. But if we can capture anything else on the day, such as drum majors, maybe a bit of Grade 3, A, 3B, 4B, whatever, we will do our best to capture little bits of everything but we will definitely be covering all of grade one plus the all important results so get yourselves onto the rab show facebook page thank you guys for downloading the podcast this week it's a long one apologies but yeah we've got a lot to catch up on definitely if you haven't yet already please do subscribe so with each and every download you'll get a notification to say that one has been uploaded if you haven't yet already i haven't mentioned this in quite a while actually i should do this more it actually really helps us um yeah if you haven't already please give us a rating on itunes or if you're on podbean give us a little comment on podbean and let us know that you're listening it really does help uh, us in the not the ratings and everything but it helps us uh, when people are searching for podcasts, it helps us come up more in their search options whenever they're looking for bagpipes or piping or whatever. You know what I mean? If you're interacting and dropping a comment or a review or something, then that really does help. So thank you so much. Right. Shout out to the guys of the Chant Rab podcast. Go and check them out, of course. And also the guys of the Grace Note Vortex. I cannot wait for episode eight. All sorts of stupidly excited for episode eight. <laughs> cannot wait for that so yeah if you haven't yet go and subscribe to those guys shout out from me we're all one big happy podcast family aren't we right best of luck everyone at the euros this weekend it's going to be a very interesting weekend's competition best of luck everyone and yeah we'll talk all about it on next week's podcast we'll break it down all its component parts as we always do right here on the rap show podcast right i can hear the opening rules that's me all the best well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible world championship performances, G1 Reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Verarian District. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show podcast. All the best.